The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Kyle Coster Show presented by The Big Lead. It's that time of week again, International Baseball League of West Michigan wrap-up show. Content you can only get here on the Kyle Coster show on the big lead. Week five, the season is a third done right now as we play 16 games in the regular season down from 20 of previous years. And once again, on Sunday, the Cubs found themselves in the unfortunate situation of trying to field a team on Memorial Day weekend. We had a skeleton crew out there. (laughs) One of those players was Anthony Diaz, designated hitter, first baseman extraordinaire, slugger, Mm -hmm. tough guy on the team. I would say the enforcer was to be hockey. And we'll cut to the chase. We got the job done against the Pirates who beat us last year in a similar situation. But it was not a win that will go in any type of picture book. It will not go up on YouTube as part of our greatest hits. But I, I said it in the dugout, and I mean it, that winning with a small group and winning despite adversity is my favorite way to win. And we kind of had both going against us on Sunday, and it did not get off to a good start. So why don't we start here, the moment where I am on the mound and I give up a no-doubt home run to fall down three to two against someone who had never hit a home run before in his life. What are we thinking there? And then what are we thinking when it gets to be five to two and we're right up against it? They're like, what the fuck? Like, really? Like this guy? But you know what? Every blind squirrel finds a nut. So <clears throat> shout out to him. Congratulations to him. I remember my first one. So, but we didn't, we actually didn't start off pretty bad. Dante first pitch home run, boom. Then uh, Joe got a hit. I'm like, oh, this might be quick. But then shit happens. It does. And I will tell you that when I was on the mound, the thing that was really surprising is they hit every mistake I made. 
I made three bad pitches. One went for a hard single, one went for a double, and one was the aforementioned home run, which hit a house and was going up on the way out. That thing was going to go at least 420 feet. It was, it was a missile. It was a rocket. But it just goes to show you that even when you're playing a team like the Pirates, who are last in the standings and yep. are winless, you cannot take anything for granted because not only was it 5-2, to two, they had runners on. And one more base runner, I was going to come out of the game. They didn't get that base runner. We were able to respond by getting six runs to take a eight to five lead later on and then held on for a 17 to nine final tally. But I got to say, it would have been a disaster to lose this game. And I really think when I came home, I said that we came pretty close because you find yourself in those situations. They don't always turn around to go the right way. How fearful were you that? We were going to be sitting there once again, thinking that now we're two and three and we've dropped a game. We couldn't afford to lose. Tell the truth, it's happened before to us. Like we've been down and I think this year I've been taking it a little bit different. Cause I think at the beginning of the year we were down, but we came back and won. I think I compare that to like the, the Cardinals game, how we were down the first inning. I, I think I just stayed calm most of the time while other people got upset. Um, you know, our shortstop made a few errors, but it was like, you know what? It's we still got nine innings left. They're bound to make errors. They're bound to make mistakes. We still haven't hit the ball yet. So it's like, you know what? Let's give time. Let's see what happens. Let's not get under stress over the first two or three innings. And it was the same thing whenever uh, they went up in my head. I'm like, all right, well, now it's our turn. They can make errors. We could hit. So. Let's just do it ourselves. If we can't do it right now or the next inning, we could do two runs now, one run later, you know, at least get people moving. So so I wasn't really too stressed. I think I'll start feeling stressed if we're like in the seventh inning and kind of like, all right, we're still down three. We got to start, you know, picking up. Now it's, now we have to start playing strategy game on offense. Either we're playing small ball or anything. But honestly, I don't – tried to panic until like the fifth, like to like the seventh inning. I'm like, all right, that's smart now. Well, excellent point there. And I'll tell you why, because last year when we lost to the pirates, it was in a seven inning game because the league had seven inning games last year. Now we've gone to all nine and those have their problems where they go a little long and they can blow out the day. Uh, And we didn't start until an hour later. And that's something that probably shouldn't happen again. But what I will say about (laughs) nine inning games is that, the water finds its level more often than not. Like oh, yeah. I can, if that game goes nine last year, we probably win because we're the superior team. We mm-hmm. knew we had nine innings, but if it had been a seven inning game, it would have been, we would have been so far behind the eight strategy, ball that we might've started, started to panic. Right. I think strategy would have been playing differently then because seven innings compared to nine innings, you're like, okay, damn, seven more innings. But now you got six more outs where, you can still, all right, well, we got six more chances. Let's, let's not fuck up. Let's play small ball. Let's steal. Let's play smart now. So I don't know. I just, I think this year I'm just not trying to panic and just kind of let everything roll. Cause we all know how to play. We all know how to take a ground ball. You know what you're doing on the mound. Like, obviously you're not trying to give up hits. You prefer giving up 18 ground balls in a game than like, yeah, whatever. Hit me now. So I'm not, I'm not really too worried. So and, I, and it's just a game. Like, we all going to win. We all going to lose. But I know the competitiveness of me. I'm like, I want to win. But realistically, shit happens. So, Well, I do think that this year is a little bit different in that the competitive balance of the league is a lot more even. 
Uh, yes. We're going to run through the standings here in a bit, and it's pretty shocking to look at all the teams that are already at four wins or three wins. But I think that through five games right now with our team, we're not where we want to be. We've lost a game to the A's and we've lost a game to the Cardinals, which is really going to hurt us uh, in the tie-breaking scenarios. And especially yeah. going for those top two seeds, which are going to be really important because that's essentially a buy, like in the NFL. But what yeah. I have seen from our team is that we have the pieces in the way that I'm not sure we had them last year. And that starts with Christian Flicky as either yes. our number one playoff starter or the reliever to me coming in in the games that we can't afford to lose that have elimination on the line. And then we've also seen that we have 12 or 13 bats that are capable of producing in the playoffs. And I kind of put you in that group because it's my assessment when we get to the playoffs, it's you feel like kind of like a 50 in 50 out type of person when it comes to the lineup, you might pinch hit, you might be in the starting lineup mm -hmm. as a designated hitter. But I think that what we have and what our strength is, is that we use the regular season to get everybody opportunities and get them in those spots. So then when the playoffs come, it's not a shock to be in that spot. And we've seen that person deliver before. I want to touch a little bit about your performance this year. You've been really good. You came out hitting the cover off the ball. Uh, you are in the best shape of your life, or at least the best shape in the last 15 years. Uh, yeah. you can get in, in my life. Yes. In my life. Yes. How has that changed yes. your approach? I've seen it manifest in so many ways. Athletically, you have an inside the park home run. You take the extra base. You're smoother. First one ever. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, they don't come about that often. What has that done for you confidence wise, knowing that you're able to do things on the baseball field that you haven't been able to do for the last several years? I think the biggest thing is just the running part. Just how I'm getting easy doubles now is like, oh, damn, that felt easy. Um, the inside of the park is funny when it happened. I forgot who I was talking with and we were just, Oh, I think it was like with Jeremy. And he was like, dude, I think triples are just overrated. And I'm like, why? Cause I never hit one. I'm like, why? Cause if you get a triple, it's like, damn, she just got an inside the parker. I'm like, huh? Yeah, I guess. And then literally my next at bat, that shit happens inside the parker. As soon as I started rounding second, they said, go, go, go. But in my head, I'm like, Oh no, I got a triple. Yeah. Then I heard, go, go, go. I'm like, oh, shit, okay, fuck it, go. And when I got home, I, I wasn't gassed out. I wasn't tired. It was one of the things I noticed right away. I'm like, wow, I'm not gassed out. I'm not, like, like amping for air or nothing. Um, but I did kind of lose my balance. Since I lost the weight, I don't know how to stop with you. So, but I got it right away. So, But it's actually really good, to tell you the truth. Does it make a difference that you're excited to run in terms of the swing you're taking at the plate instead of maybe trying to hit the ball out of the ballpark more often? No. Are you taking the same swing, but just knowing that you're going to be able to get more out of it? Like I could beat it out more. I could beat out ground ball. I think if I get a ground ball and I was like, all right, let me try to beat it out. Like, honestly, I don't see it. I don't see the weight loss. I feel it, but I don't see it because I've always been big. So every time I look down, I still see a gut. But I know my clothes are getting bigger. Um, I know other people have seen it. My performance show it. But to me, as I still see myself in the mirror, I, do, I don't see it. But I know in my head and I know physically 
like I'm good. So I'm just keep pushing through, keep pushing through. I, I, I want to see, like, I've seen my chest building. I've seen my back, my shoulders building, but it's like, I've never seen it before. I just really want to see what it looks like. Well, I think that it's really good and that it's going to increase the longevity that you're able to be a productive baseball player. And it's something that I know that you love. I have a goal of mine to be able to play on the same team with my kids. And it's one of the reasons why I like the league is it gives me a reason to stay in shape and be able yep. to perform at that level. And to that, I've said that said this a few times and people who have come on here have agreed with me is that I do feel like the league is kind of a year long thing because I think about it a lot during the off season oh, yeah. and on whatever level that this is important to us or not, I feel motivated to stay in shape for my team. Perfect example, very tired on Monday through a lot of pitches and my body's not feeling good, but I know that in that situation, I had to stretch and get extra innings and yep. I felt like all these people are counting on me. And to me, that's all the motivation I need to make sure that my body's ready to go when the regular season starts and then at a different level when the playoffs come. Yeah, it was. it's like when I got to play, I think I played on the field first time this year, I think. Um, of course, I've been DHing, but um, when I got to play, I was like, all right, well, let's see how I feel. Um, like moving and I felt fine. Like grabbing that scoop where it got through to me, like I was like, woo. I'm like, okay, I was more alert because I had to read the ball and be like, okay. So I don't know. It's just, I feel good when I'm out there now. And I kind of want to continue on that too. Like I said, a third of the way through the regular season right now, what do you think this team has that previous teams didn't? Or what do you think the difference is between this year's team and maybe the teams of the last five years? Because we've had a lot of success, but I do think that there's a different feel to this team with the off-season additions. In my five years in the league, we haven't as made as many meaningful off-season acquisitions mm -hmm. that have been able to seamlessly fit into the team. Is that kind of your story through five games thus far? It feels different. I think it's just the culture. I think it's just what, how everyone's just chill. Um, we had a player earlier this year where I was actually going to call him out and actually talk to him by the third game. Be like, yo, we don't, not on this team. We're not like that. Um, but he left by that third game. And once he, once I felt like he left, it just like changed the whole attitude. Um, having, uh, Christian on the team was like, Oh yeah. Now we got something that we were looking for. Even, even though Joel was there too, though, when he left-handed, it was, and that was a different arm, even though you're coming right-handed, Flicky's coming right-handed too. So it's like, shit. So I think having a, um, right-handed pitcher on our team like that boosts up a lot so especially on the defensive end because he took that against the cardinals to 11 bro and if it wasn't for that first inning holy shit that's all i have to say i agree i agree i, I was on here and i had and saw me on and we were talking about the game and i basically said like yeah we lost but we saw what we have and we know that that's going to be coming at you again in the playoffs. Maybe that's coming against the A's. Christian did not have a good performance in week one. If he does, maybe we're talking about a totally different standings, which I will give mm -hmm. you right now. Going around the rest of the league, games that were not ours, the biggest was the Mariners beating the A's. This is my 
this moves them into first place by virtue of the tiebreaker. And what I've heard about the Mariners is that Lendy is pitching more, that Lendy is on a mission, that there's been a lot of disappointments that they've had in the playoffs that have got pretty far, but mm-hmm. it looks like they're for real this year and belong every bit on that top line the same way that we do, the A's do, and maybe you can make the argument that the Cardinals do. He's lost a lot of players too. So him being on a mission is actually the Lenny from old, if if that's what comes out. And when the Lenny of old was playing, that's a guy that's like, give me the ball, I'll take you. So I, I, I got to play with Lenny during that time, and I also got to play against him. So if Lenny's on that mission, then he's on that mission. All we got to do is just come out like, all right, we just got to cut that mission off for him. but. Other than that, much respect to him if that's the way he's feeling it. Yeah, yeah, you make a great point that he lost some guys, but sometimes it can be addition by subtraction. You kind of know what group you're going to get. Um, You know what type of guys you really want out there. Other, They branched off and gone a lot of different directions, but maybe it's just a better culture and a better feel in that dugout. I'd be really curious to know. I got to get him on. If he keeps winning, I absolutely will have to. That would be dope. Second place is the A's at four and one, as we mentioned in the Cardinals, those two teams have the tiebreaker over us in fourth place right now is the Braves who won again and are now four and one. I wanted to spend some time on them because when you see the scores posted every Monday, it's always a bit surprising because you don't know what to expect out of the Braves. They have the hope college kids. And when the Hope College kids aren't there, they aren't so good. But you can't ignore a four and one start. And they're building up those wins early in the season that I think is going to make them not a lock for the postseason, but they only need to get, I would say, four or five more the rest of the way. And they're going to find themselves in the playoffs in some form or fashion, which would be big. Yeah. With the Braves, there's always they've always been like that. There's always they've been hot and cold when they have uh when some of their players don't show up. Honestly, I just wish they were more consistent, like all their players say the whole year, because then we could talk about them towards the end of the year. Besides, like, oh, man, only when Hope College is here, they're hot. It's like, nah, let's talk about the Braves, like, the whole year round. So hopefully this year some of that, like, that spice or whatever they have now stays through the playoffs, because I would like to see them in the playoffs too, because they've been in this league for a while, so – that's what I see about the Braves, the and consistency. If and if they're in the playoffs, they will not be alone in being kind of like a first-timer in there. The Marlins are 3-2 and two like us. The White Sox are 3-2 and two like us. Both of those teams are capable of beating teams on any given day. I would say right now the Marlins ceiling is probably higher than the White Sox. But what the White Sox do when you play them is they come and they play like a really buttoned-up, complete game of baseball they have a coach it's kind of like playing a travel team I don't know about you but I think that this is such a better experience to go out there and have an 80 percent chance of playing a good competitive game than in years past where yes it was fun to win all the time but only 25 to 30 percent of the games were real battles and real struggles and the rest just kind of felt like why are we out here after a certain amount of time i would rather lose a close game than maybe win 20 to one me too any day i think a close game is a lot it's it goes faster first of all close game because you're in and out in and out first of all um when you're playing a blowout you're 
30 to 15, 30 to like 20 to like 10. I'm like, bro, this game's taking forever. And sometimes some of the games just pure dumb errors. And the way, like you said at the beginning, how where before we weren't playing too many competitive teams to where we are now is actually really fun. I like how within the last five years, it started to be more competitive from like, apart since you got here, it's gotten more, every year it's gotten more competitive and the teams and the league's gotten bigger by one team at least. So I like it. I like it this year a lot more. So I'm shout out to Javi for, you know, keeping this shit up. It doesn't happen by accident. And you know, if, a uh, side effect of the league getting better and being a more attractive brand of baseball is we win less Then those are the breaks. And I'll be happy with that because you have to look at the silver okay. lining and it'll make it more special when, and if we get back to the place that we w- have been two times over the last four years, I've been asking people who join me on these to kind of take me through their history in the league I don't know how long you've been playing. I know that you were playing when it was just the Hispanic League before it transitioned over to the International Baseball League of West Michigan. What can you tell me about your first few years in the league and kind of how that experience has grown as time has gone on? I think I joined the league in 04 and 05. Um, I think the league was probably running two years before that, maybe. Um, Yeah. So when I joined the league, it was very competitive. We had players that actually play like semi-pro ball, pro ball uh, from the Dominican. And I learned a lot from them, just how to catch better. Of course, we weren't allowed to play other leagues when you're in high school, but playing with a lot, like with, with talent that just like surpasses you and them teaching you is like a different level. And that's where I learned a lot from them. And as the year progressed, of course, the league went down, but Javi still kept it afloat to the point where part when you came in, where it started slowly creeping up. So it had its waves. It has its waves. So now it's going up, and I hope it stays up right now. You also have a family connection. Um, your dad has been involved for a long time. Can you talk a little bit about his time in the league and what it's like when you get to share a field with him? So... I probably started sharing the field with my dad 02, 03, when I started playing, when I started learning baseball at a different level with him and with all his friends and stuff. Sharing the field with him, I learned a lot of small tricks, a lot of bullshit tricks. A lot of, uh, I learned now playing with him. Now when I play against him, I'm like, uh-uh, don't be doing that shit. Nuh-uh, not with me here. And it's like, all the stuff that he taught me, I see that he does that other players that's been playing longer than me or has been playing with him for a long time just doesn't see it. I'm like, bro, you can't be doing that. Not so playing with my dad, playing against my dad and having my dad umpire is it's three different things. So I learned from him. I grew with him. I grew past him now since I played against him. And now it's just like he's back there just like, all right, let's see what you got. So he tried three you out. I'm like, son of a bitch. So I will make an editorial comment here. Anthony's dad is the embodiment of an old head. Um, he knows all the tricks. He is a character. He is someone who can get under your skin, not unlike you, uh, but at the end of the day means well. I can see the traits that you guys share. And one thing about you both that I think 
is really great is I just appreciate how much you guys are both into it. Um, how all the jokes and all the nonsense is uh, you can turn it off and you know where you're coming from as a person, but it does add that element of character and personality um, you know, not to brag on you, not to embarrass you, but I would say that you probably have one of the bigger personalities on the team, um, boisterous, loud, all that stuff, fiery. But I do think that you're able to turn it on and off when, when need be. And it's really been exciting to like, get to know you throughout this process, because I think that, you know, my per preconceived notions of you is like, oh, I'm very intimidated by this guy. You know what I mean? Like you do give off kind of like this menacing vibe, but in all those years, just sitting there being able to talk baseball. Yeah. You'll use that like authoritative power when it's needed, when it's time to be a leader or stand up to the other side or whatever, but you're able to like tone it down and be kind of like a totally different nuanced person in the dugout. And that's really spectacular. Uh, Thank to you. Be able to see. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think I've, I've taken that trait personal, personally because I've noticed that, especially in a few years, like even in our team, like people get upset and it's like, dude, so what? So, so I've taken a part of me where I'm a joke around my team. My team knows I'm joking around, but it's always about baseball. Also, my team knows when I'm going to turn it on. Like I could go... You see me and Javi bump heads several times within the years. And as long as we both know we're bumping heads for the right reasons for the game, after we leave the field, it's like, we're cool. Like, as long as we can still talk, I'm okay. Like, we get it. We might discuss about it. Like, yo, my bad. I kind of went off. But it's like, like me and Rodrigo, the day that we played the Cardinals with AJ running to third, it's like, yeah, I made the call. I'm not upset with that. Rodrigo was upset with me. And I'm like, so what? I made the call. I felt it was a good call. He felt the time was a bad call. People have their opinions and you live and die with your decisions. And that's what happens. Oh, another thing about my dad, I, I told a lot of people when I play with my dad or against my dad in the field, I don't, we're very competitive. Like I would go on the rule books with my dad. That's how much I've learned not to, not to take a lot of shit from players. Like I've gone through the rule books with my dad, but I told my dad, once we leave the dispense, you're my dad. You know what? I have all respect. You're not even a player to me. You're, you're my dad. That's it. But once we're in the field, he knows that I come at him as a competitor, very respectfully, but I don't take shit. Not even from him being my dad as a player. So and I think that's where you see where I'm boisterous. Like, I don't take shit from you, but this is what, where you was just saying about me. But every team needs that. And I think that that's a presence that is not maybe felt by us as much as it's felt by the other team, because I can see where it's just like, if you're on the other side, you're like, okay, this guy means business. This guy feels like a vocal leader. And there's been a lot of times throughout our history that we've really needed it. And you've always stepped up and be able to fill that role. It's a very basic question, but what do you like about playing in the Sunday league and what does it kind of afford you? What do you, what do you get out of it? And, and why have you kept doing it for almost two decades? I like it. I, it's just something that I've had fights with my wife for playing baseball. And I don't know. It's just something that my dad showed me to love the game. Um, 
he's he showed me play hard, but loves playing hard. Loves the hard workout when you're playing, but also enjoy the game. Um, interact with people. Uh, show people your other side, but also show people that you don't mean like you mean business when you're up to bat. Whether you strike out 18 times or you hit a home run with three line drives, you're five for 18. So what? Go out there and know you're trying your best. So I don't. That's how I see the game and. I just hope that the next generation kind of see how I am and they like, oh, I like his attitude. Let me see. I kind of want to be like that. See how can I kind of balance myself, do what him do, but do it my way. We are wrapping up here, but I will give you the opportunity if you want to lobby for an all-star selection to lay out your case. Nah, I'm not worried about it no more. I, I got to the point where there's a lot of great players on our team. I'm just more like that backup player where I'm just like, you know what? I'm here to just hit the ball. Um, if I don't bat up, that's fine. I don't care. We won. But I've also learned, like, let the let the young ones play. I'll turn on when I have to, like we did on Sunday. So, Well, I appreciate it. Uh, it's uh, I've enjoyed playing with you over these last years uh, as much as anybody. I'm excited to – I was excited to talk about this. Hopefully you'll come back. We'll get a whole group of people. We'll get you in your oh, element. Yeah. We'll get a few drinks going uh, and get Ooh. some healthy debate going on. Oh, I did want to talk to you. Actually, there was one thing we didn't talk about. You were going, you were trying to catch a pop fly near first base uh, and someone mm-hmm. stopped and screamed in your face uh, and you dropped the ball because you thought I called it because I was standing a few feet away from you. Uh, have you calmed down or are you still stewing about that one? I'm good. I'm good. Again, it's just the heat of the moment, um, and I know it's baseball, but it's like, all right, cool, you got me. I'm gonna get you. Don't be mad, but when I get you, it'll be, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna be a petty one. So, and I'm just gonna say, hey, man, it's just baseball. But I'm pretty calm about it now. The same thing with you, though. He, you got, you hit somebody. He got pissed off. He didn't do shit. And how you feel about that? Uh, I I, you. you know, I, no, honestly, here's, here's the way I'm at. I, here's the way I'm at with, with both of it. Um, because I do think it's maybe, you know, to address it. Um, I just think that at the end of the day, the guys who did that have to go get in their car and know that they did that and be the type of dude who does that, you know, mm-hmm. like they both know that they acted ridiculous and probably a little bit inside felt embarrassed about what they did. Yeah. Um, so I think that they have to stew in that. And, and honestly, like, I mean, this is a little serious, but you can never be too careful about just how crazy someone is. So oh, I saw immediately, yeah, I saw immediately uh, that if he was mad enough to do that, that I was going to say like, are you okay? But I'm not going to make it worse. Right. You know right, what I mean? right, right. I'm just like, and that's oh, the way you are. That's the way you are. You're like, Yo, to- you good? You good? Yeah. If you're mad enough to yell at me, like, I'm not going to trust that you're not going to do something psycho on me. Uh, so yeah, right. it's all good. All right, that is. And it's Anthony. funny because and it's funny because Ken was running to get the ball, and as soon as he started yelling, Ken turned around like, "Yo!" And I noticed that, and then I got serious. I'm like, "Is this guy serious? Like, really?" I'm like, "Whatever." So I couldn't believe it. So I throw seventy. Um, I'm not trying to hurt anybody. That's Anthony Diaz, dude. I really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, we're back here recapping a win sometime very soon. Yes, sir. Thank you, Kyle.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.